Cheryl by Crystal Marshall Written April 3rd, 2018 It had been six years. Six years since Cheryl Walker had last seen her family. Six years since she'd been able to roam freely. Six years since she'd become a victim of sex trafficking. Cheryl was only 19 when she was kidnapped off the side of the street, walking back to her dorm after a late night of studying for her physics exam in the library. She didn't think anything of the black van that was driving a little too slowly behind her until it was too late and she was taken. Her current owner was Michael Sanders, but he insisted she call him Big Papa, and she'd been with him for the last three years. He was an oversized, middle-aged man with rancid breath and beefy hands that he could never keep to himself. He was rich, but couldn't seem to afford any other shirts besides the corduroy blue she always saw him in. He insisted on calling this all a game. McPapa would hush her up when they played by trying to convince her that she was really enjoying herself and threatening to beat her if she didn't stop trying to resist. At this point, fighting back was useless. One time, when one of Big Papa's friends, Roger, came over for their weekly game of poker, he'd gotten a little too touchy. Cheryl was still young and hadn't learned her place. She'd spit in his face when he tried to reach into her pants and was met with torturous hours of assault and beatings as punishment from Big Papa and Roger. That was the first time she'd gotten pregnant. She only came to realize that after weeks of nausea and fatigue, seeing as how she had no access to a pregnancy test. Big Papa's reaction wasn't what she was expecting. He became nice to her, feeding her proper meals, making sure she slept comfortably, and lengthening her chains enough for her to walk around herself. Unfortunately, this was all an act. One night, around the end of what she'd approximated to be her second trimester, Big Papa snuck into her room, tied her to the bed, and using an old kitchen knife, cut the baby out of her. She had no anesthesia when she watched as he plunged the knife into her stomach, dug his hands around in her uterus, and pulled out a small deformed creature no larger than a peach. He stitched her up poorly and left her there for the rest of the night, wallowing in her own blood and tears. When she later asked what he'd done with the baby, he told her he'd thrown it away. Cheryl had had enough. She's been planning her escape. About once every two weeks for the past three months, Big Papa would take her on guided walks around his property as a reward for her cooperation in their sexual activities. She learned that if she cried and resisted less, he rewarded her. If she moaned louder and shouted com compliments, like telling him that his foul breath wasn't suffocating her, he allowed her more time to walk around. She'd taken this as an opportunity to memorize the layout of the property and plot her escape. Tonight was the night, and Cheryl was anxious. If her plan failed, she knew he'd kill her, but death was better than staying with him. Big Papa tottered into the cell. He had a large brown stain on his corduroy blue shirt, presumably from the steak he had for dinner. His usual. 
He went on his usual spiel of how she'd better prepare herself for another one of the greatest experiences of her life and how she was a lucky girl to be rewarded like this every night. Cheryl gripped the edges of the bed to keep herself from pouncing on him and ruining her plan. He flung himself onto her and the bed screeched loudly. Cheryl could feel the warm wetness of his tongue on her neck and his fingers fumbling with the raggedy material of her clothes. She squeezed her fist tightly, feeling the roughness of the rusty nail scratch at her palm. She was waiting for the right moment. The sound of his belt hitting the floor echoed in the cell. Big Papa had moved up from her neck and now insisted on shoving his tongue down her throat. Just when he went to take off her pants, she chomped down on his tongue. He jumped back, his bloody tongue hanging out of his mouth. He was livid. He wrapped his beefy hands around her throat and began to squeeze. Cheryl began to panic. She attempted to free her right hand from under his knee. She wriggled her body violently to do so, and he only squeezed harder. She managed to free her hand. She only had one chance to do this, and she went for it. Her right arm was quick to dart out, rusty nail in hand, and stab Big Papa in the neck. His hands immediately loosened from around her neck, clutching at his own. He rolled off the bed onto the concrete floor below. He choked and sputtered on his own blood, attempting to scream obscenities at her. Cheryl struggled to reach over and grab the keys from the necklace hanging around his neck. When she did, she scurried to the cell door to unlock it. She looked behind her and saw that he'd stopped moving. The blood pooled around his head, eyes open staring lifelessly at the cracked ceiling above, and his arms laid limp at his sides. Cheryl didn't waste any time bolting up the stairs and out the front door. Big Papa wasn't smart enough to invest in proper security, so she was able to make it out of the gate without being caught. She could finally breathe. It was nighttime, but she basked in the moonlight as if it were the sun. She was barely clothed and doused in blood, but she could care less. The street was void of any passing cars or buses, and the few street signs she could see gave her no indication of where she was, but she wasn't worried. It didn't matter that she'd lost three babies before the age of 30. It didn't matter that she felt she was damaged. Nor did it matter that she had no idea where she was. All that mattered now was that she was free. <laughs>